So on a late night Zoom with me, because she is all the way in the US of A, is the incredibly beautiful and very deep from what I can tell in the last few minutes, Roxanne Hayward. Is it Hayward? That's right. Yes, it is Hayward. In America, I have to say Hayward. Otherwise, no one knows Hayward. I've got to pronounce the R. It's very confusing having to repronounce my name differently. <laughs> I mean, but it's but, life now, right? You've been there for a while. I feel like you should have like a little bit of a twang at, at the very least when you're speaking to an American. Well, I, it's so funny you say that. That's kind of become, it's this new habit that I've picked up and it's not a very good one, but I will, I'll say something to someone and if they can't hear me, I'll repeat it in an American accent. Uh-huh. And it's become, and then they get me the second time, but it's become a really bad habit. So now I'll be speaking to my mom, who's obviously not American, she's South African, on the phone and she'll say, sorry, what did you say? And I'll repeat it to her in an American accent. So yes, you know what we a twang has developed. We all do this because for some reason with us, but it's, it's the weirdest thing for me, we enunciate so well and our accents are so on point. Like English should be mm-hmm. when we speak it, but when people all over the world hear us speak English, they don't understand us and I don't understand why you don't understand me. So then I, I try. <laughs> I've done it before. I've done it in England. I've done it in the US. I've done it all over. I, I do the same thing. Don't worry. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not alone. Okay. So Roxanne Hayward is a South African who's currently living in LA because she is a super successful actress. Um, but she's uh-huh. a lot more than that. So I think I think actress is the least of the things that I want to talk to you about. But we will talk about that. Okay. So tell me, how does a girl from South Africa end up in LA um, doing all of the things that we all dreamt we were going to do when we left? Oh. <laughs> um, well, first, I really firstly have to thank you for all the amazing compliments that you're giving me. I'm blushing. I know you can't see me, but <laughs> my cheeks are going red. Um, so it's a good question. I made my first little trip out to the US actually five years ago. It was Thanksgiving five years ago. I cannot believe how time flies. Um, And I came out here for a premiere of a series that I worked on that actually shot in South Africa called Saints and Strangers. It was all about the original Thanksgiving and how Thanksgiving actually came about. Um, Very fitting that we're talking about this now, just after Thanksgiving. but with that, I was very excited. I was invited to attend the premiere, um, got myself a pretty dress to wear. I uh, was just super duper excited. Stars in my eyes to the max. Arrived in LA and I really fell in love. I was like, this is a great place. I love it. It just, it feels like everywhere you go, you're on a film set. Like everyone's talking about the industry in inverted commas. And there's just this exciting sense of like creation and everyone's a go-getter and everyone's like here to achieve something. So I then decided to move to America. I was like, that's what I want to do. I, it was always in the back of my mind. Um, I did try going to England for a little bit. I lived in London for a few months every year, but I couldn't make the official transition. Transition. And um, <laughs> there it is. There's the twang we were talking about. I love it. Um, and yeah, I got a manager in uh, the US, Matthew Lesher. He's, oh my gosh, been amazing. Such a huge support. He put me in touch with an immigration attorney and the process began of applying for my green card. Oh my gosh, it was, I mean, that's another hour, hour long podcast interview to talk about that process, but <laughs> it took two and a half years, um, a lot of preparation. They basically wanted 
you know you had to prove that you've like got longevity in this industry um and yeah you've got to show what you've achieved back in south africa and that you're worthy to enter the usa so that was um a really huge project like research project that i basically put together on my career and then end of 2018 um, middle of any of 2018, got the green card. End of 2018, I arrived and it was super exciting. I was, I remember being on the plane, leaving South Africa, and I just kind of, I, this is going to sound super, I, I don't know, I don't want to say braggy, but I, <laughs> I'm going to pat myself on the back. No, for you a should. Second. We should ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was just. I was sitting on the plane, I was taking off, leaving South Africa, and I just was filled with all these emotions. And I started, I really like my eyes welded up with tears. I was just, I was just so sad to be leaving my home, South Africa, my family. Like, I love South Africa. I'll always be a proud South African. But I was always also just so excited. Like, these, this was something I was working towards since the age of 10. You know, I'd been acting since 10. I, something told me at the age of 10, keep that call sheet. Keep the, the proof that you worked on this. And that all compiled, uh, all made part of compiling my green card application. And now I was doing it. I had two suitcases and I was going to America. And I was like, oh, well done, Roxanne. Well done, that little actress, 10-year-old actress would be proud of you. <laughs> um, and it was great. So um, just to, to get us kind of fast forward to 2020, between arriving in 2018 and the beginning of 2020 when this uh, pandemic, pandemic, what pandemic, when this whole thing began, um, it was really an exciting adventure like filled with ups and downs. Oh my gosh, there were amazing days, like booking a shoot in San Francisco where they flew me over and I stayed in a great hotel and that was for Dolby and I was driving Teslas around the streets of wow. San Francisco and 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 um, uh, what's it, driving boats underneath the um, Golden Gate Bridge and doing stunts and playing the secret agent. Like there were highs like that. And I was like, oh, this is great. I got this. I got this American thing down. This is going to be fantastic. And then there were major lows where, oh my gosh, if I had to tell you the amount of parking tickets I got, well, that's, that's not as major as some of the other lows that I had. But, there, you know, with any like learning experience, you're going to have ups and downs. And um, there were lots of ups, lots of downs, but I was kind of like making headway and things were going really well. I got a really great agent. Um, I still, um, you know, working with my incredible manager, um, got commercial representation, voiceover representation, theatrical representation, like all the ducks were lining up. Um, in this first little orientation year, I like to call it, in America, 2019. And then 2020 began. And like you and I were saying before this interview started, we were like, oh, 2020, the year of shine. I love how you said the year of shine. I was like, yes, that's what I thought as well. Um, There's just so much excitement and enthusiasm, you know, because now like the teething pains were gone. Yeah. I was like, okay, I got this. I got this. I get LA. I understand it not going to get any more parking tickets. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's go for it. And then it's come to a screeching halt in March when, um, you know, the lockdown began and, oh my gosh, here I was in this country with no family, um, 
and you know a few people who and who and friends who had become really good friends but you know I'd known them for like less than a year yeah and I was in LA and I was all alone and there was no work and that was always kind of the thing that sustained me and kept me going and like that was every action in my life and I think I'd even said this in interviews like before you know before moving to America every action was always towards me as an actor me as an actor mm-hmm. and what can I do for that side of me and then it all kind of got stripped away there was no acting work and that was the whole reason I was in America and I was like oh my gosh what am I going to do and also like the financial side of things you know it's like you know your South African rands only goes so far I'm now relying on American income and American work and there is none of that so um so it was a really scary time but sorry this is a very long monologue and a very no, long answer no, to your question oh, okay. um, <laughs> um but yeah it, what what that kind of resulted in was time for me to kind of rethink things and i went wow is my whole identity based on me being an actor I mean it's great and it is something you know it's what I've worked towards but I go wow that's is that who I am like Roxanne Hayward the actor there's got to be more to me and if that gets stripped away or like let's say I can no longer do that tomorrow then who am I like am I just someone who failed at what I thought my purpose and my meaning was in life and it was very like I think we all kind of went through a bit of an existential crisis in 2020 (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it was just like, who am I kind of thing. Um, And I noticed like the one thing that I was craving more than even working was just connection with others and human connection. And how did I lose that? I think, not that I fully ever lost it, but my life really was focused on me. It was focused on, you know, me as an actor, like, sorry, I um, might not be able, let's make a plan for tomorrow morning breakfast, but I might have to cancel it if I book a shoot. Or, oh, sorry, I got a last minute casting. Uh, I'm going to have to cancel my doctor's appointment, doctor, but you get it because I'm an actor. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you you also come from an acting background, so I'm sure you understand. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm actually like, drag me, Roxanne, drag me. I am this person. Like, I, <laughs> and I've done this since I was six. Everything yeah. I've ever done from... The age of six years old when I put my foot on my first stage has been towards my career. Like everything mm-hmm. else has kind of taken a back step. Everything. Friendships, relationships, yeah. everything. And I think I think for the first time in my life, like I feel like I relate so much to your story. Oh. Like insane. And but also like I'm feeling like hearing it from someone else's voice is really not healthy or good for me or good for anything. It's not good for you? <laughs> no, because, you, you know, so, so like when I also did the, the London stint where I was going to go and do, like, I was going to be on the West End and like do Broadway mm. and like, I was going to do all of the theatre things. And then um, I moved to the UK and hated it. Hated it. <laughs> um, the weather was terrible. The people were not friendly and I just wanted to go somewhere else. But I ended up staying there for six months and doing like a few little things. And when I came back, I was no longer the kids' TV presenter that everyone had known. 
And I didn't know who I was then either. So exactly what you were talking about, like your whole self-worth, your whole everything is based on this. Hi, I'm Danny from SABC too. Um, And we all, I think we all do that, whether or not you're in this industry. I know people who um, introduce themselves as a doctor or a lawyer, as opposed to, Mm -hmm. hi, I'm X. You know, we exactly our worth into our careers. And I think, like you say, this year has twisted that a little bit on its head. And I think it's mm. good. I think it's yeah. really good. So tell me, you you are alone in LA. Um, and money obviously is not coming in. Um, I can only imagine it must be quite expensive there. I'm thinking Cape Town on like a big level um, to live. On <laughs> <laughs> um, a big level. Big level. What do you do? Like how do you pass three months or how, how do you buy your food Roxanne yeah. well <laughs> how, do how do you pay your rent like how do you not spiral into like panic at three o'clock in the morning when you're alone and you're like I don't know how I'm gonna do this mm. it's a really really good question I think it's kind of oh, it's a good question for not just people in the entertainment industry but also anyone who's a freelancer or you know self-employed independent contractor a lot of us were all like oh now what what do we do so I think because I kind of have the background of being an independent contractor or you know a self-employed actor um, for so many years I do kind of understand the concept of like planning ahead and (laughs) and having the foundation in South Africa where and I know that any any people in the creative industry in South Africa who are are hearing this could possibly relate we have summer season which is fantastic six months of like work 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 and then we have winter season and it's like oh my gosh Jon Snow winter is coming Um, (laughs) so I've kind of been trained and conditioned to always kind of know you know there can be dry spells and um, so that's been really, really uh, a, a really good fundamental foundation in kind of getting me through um, this time. So I kind of did have the backup and the support that I'd kind of created for myself, you know. But also um, there have been, during during this whole lockdown, I just went, you know what, I've still got to put my feelers out and like just contact people who I've worked with or if people do smaller scale shoots that are allowed you know if they get the permit from whatever county they're in and the shoot gets approved I kind of have to figure out how I'm going to be part of that shoot so really like staying in touch with people and I was lucky I booked a few shoots that um really kept me going um over this time which was um, like the one brand that was really great to work for was um, Kate Hudson. She just come up with a new product called In Bloom, which is all like health and nutrition based, which is really exciting because I know we're going to talk about the health and nutrition side (laughs) soon. Um, There was that. And then there's, you know, like a really great brand, uh, Johnny Was, and then also Cron4, which is a broadcasting um, company. They, They deal with you know, more local news um, up in the Bay Area, which is just, which is where San Francisco is. So there's been things that have been able to sustain me, Um, major lifestyle changes as well, you know, thinking ahead, going, how long is this pandemic going to last? And then also, I think with what I was saying earlier, with my mindset kind of changing from, okay, cool, I'm done. Not I'm done, but like this whole concept of, Roxanne Hayward, the actor, life has to revolve around it. 
which really means like life has to revolve around me. Like, I'm sorry to say it, but it's like my acting is my brand. So therefore it's revolving around my brand, but who's the brand? The brand is you. So you kind of do create this world for yourself where it's like everything revolves around you because that's how you pay your rent. That's how you, you know, and this COVID-19, this lockdown really gave me an opportunity to go, well, that side's not happening as much now. I've got more time to invest in other things. And what, where, where, what am I craving? I'm craving human connection. And that's something that I want to invest in. That's something that I think needs to be explored a little bit more. Um, and how can I do that? So I looked at, I mean, money aside, I know it's kind of um, not related to your question of how did you sustain yourself financially, but looking at money aside, which was kind of, you know, being able to sustain itself with the few little jobs and the, and the bits of savings that I had, I went, you know what, I've got this time. Let me continue hosting self-defense seminars, which I was doing back in South Africa. Um, I can do them in America now. People are a lot more tech savvy, including myself, <laughs> who normally isn't. Like, I understand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I understand, like, how to, you know, host a Zoom um, thing. So let's, let's do this. Let's do a webinar as opposed to a seminar. Um, let's continue to give to other people or trying to just kind of shift my focus to serving others. Like I had time to do it. So I was like something that was always on the back burner, to be honest, was now like, you know what? I can make it in the forefront, uh, on the foreground. And by doing that, oh my gosh, I just feel like this whole world has opened. I just feel so much more fulfilled. I've met the most incredible people. Some such magical stories have come out of all of it. Um, and I feel like I've developed as a person, but that development's kind of come from you know, passing on a few little skills or knowledge or things that I know to other people. So like working on other people and their development has helped me develop. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, um, I keep forgetting who said it, but we will find ourselves within the surface of others. So when we give back, yeah. actually really, really selfish because we feel good about giving back. Yeah. It makes us feel even better when we give back more, which is great. We should do this snowball way more often. Like we should feel these feelings. But um I definitely get that. So wait. So mm. you you've been doing my I'm gonna say this so wrong because I watch UFC but I only watch it for the boys. My time <laughs> well my Thai is a beverage. Muay Thai is I think my Thai is the beverage. No, um, Muay Thai. So you're close, you're close. 99 <laughs> percent um okay so this is like a, a i know this is from mma you're gonna school me here i know that they kind of do this when they do like ufc and efc um but you've been doing this for a really long time and when i saw your pictures i was like no ways and then i read you doing this because you've been doing this and because you've been teaching people self-defense you also do all of your own stunts and fight sequences which i think is legit cool Thank you very much. Another compliment. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I started Muay Thai um, with a Mai Thai in my hand. No, I started Muay Thai, <laughs> but I think it was five years ago now um, with Quinton Chong, who's actually two-time world champion, um, world Muay Thai champion. And so Muay Thai is Thai kickboxing. 
basically put. So you're right in saying that it's like UFC, but we don't do the floor kind of grappling stuff. That would maybe be, you know, branching over more into like judo or jiu-jitsu. So Muay Thai is standing and striking. So fists, knees, kicks, elbows, um, and a bit of standing grappling as well. So the reason I started that was going back to London, our favorite place, you're my favorite place. Uh, <laughs> I was nearly kidnapped in London. What? Yeah. This was about maybe five and a half years ago. I was there for work, walking down the street one day, and um, this guy drove past me in a car and he kind of slowed down. And then he sped up and turned around and came back and he was like, get in the car. I was like, oh my gosh, I put my head down and kept walking. And then he got out the car and came towards me and said, I said, get in the car. And he reached up to me and I just bolted. I ran as fast as I could. I didn't care. I felt like a bit of an idiot. I was like, what if, I don't know, like it didn't, the situation didn't make sense in my head, but I was like, I'm just running. Cause I felt, and then only afterwards I was like, oh my gosh, was he trying to kidnap me? Why was he trying to get me in the car? But, um, but yeah, I had I managed to get out of the situation, and that's like kind of where that story ends, thankfully. But it did make me think, oh my gosh, if he got hold of me, like how would I've been able to defend myself? So I arrived back in South Africa and Googled. I was like, which martial art is the best for self-defense? And a few came up, and I was like, hmm, how can I kill two birds with one stone? Which martial art is the best to keep in shape? And then <laughs> and uh, Muay Thai came up. So it was great. And it was really like the start of a really exciting chapter for me in my life. Like really just feeling super duper empowered um, and strong and confident in my body. And then like the other side of it, like leading back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, wanting other people to feel that same sense of empowerment. So then hosting these self-defense seminars back in South Africa and also just growing from that, like you said, like it's so amazing to be able to give, but it's also like so selfish because you feel so good afterwards. Like there's nothing more rewarding than being able to like teach people something that's been very valuable for you, you know? It is so necessary. And I was reading also, now it kind of all makes sense circling back. You're also part of something called Open Your Eyes for Herd PSA. Yeah. And it creates awareness on human trafficking, right? And Correct. I feel like you might have missed that human trafficking situation by a very thin margin. Is this, is this something that you think about a lot? Yeah. Um, well, I- I mean, we. the thing is, I would never know. You know, I, ca- I can't say that it was a human trafficking situation, but it did feel like it could have very well been that. You know, I, I was in I was in London. I was, you know, a bit younger as well. I was kind of like in the age group. Human trafficking was a huge thing, still is a huge thing um, at the time, definitely on the rise. And... Um, yeah, I was in London for like acting work and modeling work. And it was, re- it's, it's a scary thought, you know, and just kind of then from sharing that story with other people and other actors or, or, or even models or just other individuals in London, like around the time that it happened, people started telling me, oh yeah, that happened to my friend. Or, oh yeah, that, that I know someone, I, did you hear the story about that girl who did get kidnapped? It was for human trafficking. So it's really like one of, 
it's like oh my gosh i want to say the biggest evil that like plagues the world it's disgusting it's modern day slavery and it's um something that people don't really comprehend that's happening i think a lot of us live in a little bubble and we think you know it's our grocery store our neighborhood school our friends our family and our work but there's so much horror happening out there so that led to my involvement in um directing a psa public service announcement um just creating awareness that human trafficking exists because that's one step towards preventing it from happening is knowing like it's actually out there so you know just be aware of it and hopefully that ignites something in, in people going wow okay it is there so what can i do about it how can i help the situation um maybe i can start self defense as well for myself or you know inspire like other individuals who might need it to start self defense so it was really re- rewarding and that was again like working with um Quentin Chong on that it was for CNN um so yeah it was it was a, yeah a great thing to work on I really love that you're using your platform and your voice to exact change. I think it's so important. And I mean, you know, it's like, it's so easy when you make it. I mean, not that we ever make it, the, the line in the sand is going to keep moving no matter how big you are. But, you know, when you, when you have some semblance of success and then you don't forget, you know, because I think, you know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are so overwhelmed with all of the bad news and all of the clickbait and all of that needs yeah. nonsense that I think we are aware that people are being trafficked and we are aware that people are being bullied and we are aware that all of these horrible mm-hmm. things are happening in the world, but it's easier to look away. It's like when you yeah. share a picture of a dog on death row, people are going to look away and they're going to block you because it's too exactly. much. But doing it in the way that you do it, I think definitely is the way because you're, you're starting the conversation. And I was saying to you earlier, that's, that's the movement, right? We've just got to speak. That's it. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is share your story and someone's going to hear it. Exactly. And I think that's, yeah, I wanted to say some, that was something that you mentioned, um, you know, is sharing the story. I mean, we were talking about bullying and how people don't like to share the bad stories that have happened to them. You know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but I think we can all grow from hearing other people's stories or maybe be inspired to go like, Oh my gosh, that's happened to me too. How did this person overcome it? Or, well, what's the solution, you know, or what can we do to aid towards the solution? So I think that's also a thing like when sharing these stories, I think it's important to also not that every bad story has to have a silver lining, yeah. but yeah. maybe even just sharing the story is the silver lining, you know, creating the awareness that it actually does exist. But um, I think it does kind of make it a bit easier to share if you are able to then say to people, so this is what is happening how can we work towards a solution? If you've got the solution, great, share it. If you don't have the solution, open a platform where people can discuss it to try and like come up with a solution together. But I think that that's um, a really important part of it. So I think 2020 has taught us that we also just sometimes need to hold space for people. You know, it's yes. not, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. always have to be solution driven. I think just, just being a safe ear is so important. Um, yeah. And with, with the pandemic and having us all socially distancing and isolating, um, we've lost our sense of community completely, which is what human beings thrive on, right? We have like a, mm-hmm. like a very old brain that is still driven by all of those very like hundreds of years back 
physiological things that we need and we need to be part of a community. And now we're not. And all we're doing is doom scrolling at three o'clock in the morning on Instagram. But I wanted to quickly circle back because I've downloaded your app. Um, <gasps> and um, I've already signed in. It's together to GTHR. Now this is, this is your app and this is, this is to bring us together, right? Partly correct. So, I would like to, disclaimer alert, it is not my app. I wish I could take all the credit for it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've been brought on board to um, assist in the messaging of the app and the creation of the app. Uh, but the concept came out of uh, Nick Cocos um, and Cocos Corp, which is a company here based in um, the Bay Area and in California. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that because I would love to stand up there and say, this is my app. Take a look at my app, everyone. <laughs> but that you are correct in saying that that is the um, purpose behind it is to bring people together. And I love what you said, where you said, we spend our time doom scrolling through, you know, Facebook or through, you know, it's just, that's such a good way to put it because that is what it is. It's like, we've created this mentality the scroll mentality I like to call it and it's like on your well, I don't know if I like to call it or all of us like to call it but um we're on our phones we can't just scrolling liking scrolling oh cool liking but if you ask me at the end of the day like what did I actually see on social media I cannot remember what I saw I can't remember like oh maybe if I had to really sit down and think about oh yeah I saw that girl just got engaged oh that was something but I didn't really connect with that I liked it I commented saying congratulations and then it kind of you forget about it you know so it's not it's not really creating room for real connection and also linking back to something you said earlier creating that like that space where people can just be heard, which allows for people to heal and it allows for people to connect. I feel like that's something that's missing on social media. Like I know I don't have it. I know there are tons of stories that I could share with people, but social media is not the place that I would do that because social media has kind of conditioned me to think, yeah, I'm going to share my accolades with you guys and I want affirmation in return or validation for my accolades. And from there, it's like we really kind of lose real connection. So together, the app that you very kindly downloaded, thank you, <laughs> um, is, yeah, a, a place for people to really build good relationships, feel like they can bond with each other and then belong and have that sense of real connection and real belonging. Yeah. Okay, so we it's launching tomorrow, the 1st of December, uh, for us tomorrow in South Africa. Um, and it's available on Android and iOS. And all you have to do is download it. It takes like two seconds to sign up. And the more people sign up, the bigger the community is going to be and the more together we're going to be. So I just think that I'm, you need to go and download it now if you're listening um, and go and get it. It's two, the number two, um, Gather, G-H-T-R, right? Yeah, G, wait, two, G, T, H, R. Yes. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. Two, G, T, H, R, together. There you go. Okay, but- and I don't notice I said it with an American accent, together. Because if I say together, people will be like, to wash it's, it's like when I do the, the phone number for Jack Around FM, I can't say it in English, so I always say it in Afrikaans because my brain... <laughs> 
But that's not all that you're doing because you're also part of a podcast. Dude, when do you like like I don't when- <laughs> Oh gosh. When do I chill? Uh good question. Um I don't do much of that these days. It's weird. The pandemic, I kind of chilled for a week and then I was like, okay, enough chilling. I can't do this anymore. I've got to do stuff. Um so the, the podcast was also kind of born out of the pandemic and it's again the same concept as together the same concept of bonding of serving others of like just trying to get out of our own heads and really like shift our focus towards thinking of others like imagine so um i mentioned him earlier nick Cocus, the creator of together he said once he was like imagine if you wake up in the morning and the first thing on your mind is like how can i help someone else today mm. As opposed to waking up going, checking notifications or clearing the notifications of uh-huh. my phone or who liked my photo that I posted last night. Or, I mean, wouldn't that be beautiful? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be beautiful? So to, so the U Effect is the name of the podcast and I would love your opinion on it because you are actually a pro, obviously, at uh-huh. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't go into it with the play. I just talk. I just talk nonsense. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But it, yeah, it's a lot though. Oh my gosh. Trying to find your groove and trying to like, oh, it's, it's not, um, it's not that easy. I mean, when you're on the hosting end, it's like really, it's a, it's a skill. So I commend you for that. Thank you. You'll have to give me some tips. Um, so yeah. And it's basically the, the podcast is called, it's called the U effect. And it's, as I was saying, stemming out of the pandemic where we all kind of felt not all of us, but a lot of us, I certainly did. I felt paralyzed. I was like, what can I do? Like, yes, for myself, like, what can I do to get me out of this, fee- this, this, these emotions that I'm feeling, but also for other people, like I can't really see other people. I can't host the self-defense seminar because we're not allowed to be in groups. I can't um, plan a dinner with like the neighbors who might be feeling lonely and isolated because we're not allowed to do that. So I felt paralyzed. And I also felt like you know, just looking back at like my life as like an actor and everything, if I did anything, it always had to be this big grandiose thing with like, you know, I don't know, lots of press and media behind it and images and this and that and like announcements that it's happening. And unless that was kind of linked to it, it's like, well, do small, do small acts really make a difference? No, like, let me focus on the big acts. Yeah. But that's not, true like you know it's not that's not what we that's not how we've built um ourselves as the human race we have grown and we've come out of all those small little acts so that's what the year effect's about it's a simple conversations around big or small actions that have impact and it's highlighting that it's not about how much you can give it's not about the size of what you can give but how you as an individual can positively affect others. I absolutely love that. And I love what you said. And I think more people need to re like rewind this or, or go back where whatever you young, young and say, um, and <laughs> listen to that again, because it's not about the big things, all of yeah. the small, tiny little steps forward that you make eventually turn into one big step and the biggest step. And then before you know it, this great snowball of positivity, because we always talk about the negative yes. snowballs, but things can snowball positively as well. And mm-hmm. that snowball is almost unstoppable once it starts going, but you've got to start it going. And the best way to start it is by doing the baby things you know the very exactly. things like don't look at your phone in the morning 
wake up and be grateful, like do a journal thing, which everyone told me to do. And I never did it. And when I did it really, really worked. Um, (laughs) But, but but yeah. And and, and just linking, just responding to that, like you might not ever even see the snowball effect. No. And that's also okay. Like you might do something really small and you might never even see the great impact or effect that end, the ripple effect, the butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it. We call it the U effect, but you might never see that effect. It might never come back around to you. And that's also okay. But like treating every little interaction that you have in the day. So I was like, where am I having interactions? I know with the guy that I'm checking out with, checking out my groceries, sorry, not the guy I'm checking out, but when I'm checking out my groceries at the grocery store, (laughs) like that's, human being that's someone with that that is an opportunity to connect and to you know spread a little bit of positivity or just really ask him how's your day going and really listen really connect um so yeah that's basically what the the you effect's all about and it's fun little stories hopefully motivating encouraging inspiring all those nice words (laughs) i have just followed it so i'm gonna i'm gonna date be listening i love a good podcast and i feel like this is a good podcast so Thank done you, and done app downloaded podcast fo- podcast followed i will listen tomorrow but i have to ask you because we are obviously heading into the last few days days sleeps until 2021 and yeah. you know i saw this <sighs> on instagram and i've curated my feed to the point where i like i really love the people that i follow and I saw one of them, he, he runs a, a, a wellness thing um, on the mm-hmm. and he posted today, you know, we all, we're all going to start saying now, oh, you know what, there's no point in starting anything healthy or nutritious or anything kind of like that now, because, you know, Christmas is coming and I'm going to start like after Christmas. And he he made such a valid point and I'm actually looking for this post now because you are one of these people that are going to inspire us to do better. Let me oh. find this post because I was like, I was, I was like, drag me, Ryan, drag me. I was definitely one of those people that were going, nah, you know what? I'll start in the new year. I'll definitely start in the new year. Okay. So here we go. If you have three meals a day, you have 75 meals left until Christmas. If you are telling me that you can't make progress with those 75 meals before Christmas, I'm calling BS. <laughs> I love it. I needed to hear that because the last few meals that I've had have not been great. Uh, if we're talking for the last three months, actually. Now, you studied nutrition. You are very into health and fitness and looking after your body because obviously your body is your tool right it's what you use to make money and to live but for the rest of us who don't have to do that you know we're just <laughs> living what are we what what, are, what should we be doing in the last four weeks to like make sure that 2021 is a Roxanne Haywood year oh it's Roxanne Haywood yeah I love that thing that's a little it's a lot of pressure my gosh um, <laughs> um I think it's a good question I think also I think the first thing, I mean, this sounds like the first thing you should do, it sounds simple, but I guess it will take a little bit of soul searching. But I think for anyone who's wanting to achieve anything with their health, their wellness, their fitness, their nutrition, it's really important, I would suggest, to kind of figure out 
the reason behind wanting to evolve or enhance or develop or grow in that area of your life. So like a lovely example, I was uh, watching an interview the other day. This woman said, you know, I was, I was overweight and I never really cared. Like, you know, I didn't have to be in shape. I didn't have to be, you know, healthy per se. I didn't have to be have glowing skin or be camera ready or any of those things. So it wasn't ever a concern to me. I was living a good life. I loved my friends. I had a great community around me and that was fine. And then one day uh, she was with her children in the, um, in the shopping center and the automatic sliding doors opened and her little four-year-old child ran out into the parking area, which mm. as we all know is like really dangerous and crazy with the cars like fighting for parking bays. Yeah. And she was unable to stand up and to run after her little child. Wow. And yeah. And that for her was the moment that her child was fine and a, a stranger helped and moved the child out of the road. But that for her was the moment of, oh my gosh, like that is my motivation towards wanting to just be a healthier version of me or wanting to, it's not about being, it's not about, you know, being a comparison to like, someone on the cover of a health magazine it's just I want to be able to play with my kids and also look after my kids and run towards saving my children if that's what I need Mm -hmm. so I mean that's an example but finding like the why behind wanting to develop that area of your life I think so imperative for everyone and then I love yeah what he said, which is like what what do we do? We, you know, we've got how many meals is it? Seventy five meals. Five meals until Christmas Day. <laughs> Seventy five <laughs> meals. So so yeah. So I don't know a few like little more practical, I guess, actionable steps. Um, I would say number one, I would look at trying to so the concept of crowding out. So like crowding out the bad stuff, as opposed to saying, okay, I'm not going to have any sugar until Christmas, or I'm not going to have any of this rather go, okay, what can I, what can I add into my diet? That's a healthy, sweet alternative. So like having some grapes or, you know, something like that. And then hopefully by carrying on incorporating healthy little things into your diet, the bad stuff will kind of naturally crowd out. Isn't that a nice way to do it? It's so much more fun and gentle and like less like strict. You will not eat this. It's like, no, you can eat whatever you want. But how about just adding in some good stuff? That's very and, smart, dude. I like this idea. I'm definitely yeah. feel this little idea thing. Ah, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, it's okay. It's a, it's a fun one. So, um, so yeah, that would be like one little fun step to do. And experimenting, it can be really fun. Like experiment do something different, like try out a, a, a new vegetable you've never eaten before. Like I tried to, I, what did I make the other day? Oh, I can't remember now, but it was something, oh, persimmon. It was, that, sorry, that, that's um, a fruit. But I, I made this little persimmon bake thing as a dessert because we don't get persimmons in South Africa. Persimmon, I don't even know how to say it without an American accent. Um, so like trying to incorporate new healthy little ingredients is also fun. And then looking at like a healthy recipe that you maybe would never in your dreams ever try out, but going, you know what? Okay, fine. It's Sunday. I've got some time. Let me try out this healthy thing and see, because you might be pleasantly surprised. Generally, um, one might be pleasantly surprised. Definitely. Especially when you're trying new things, your palate's going to like explode with new things. We all have go-tos and we eat those go-tos 700 days a week. Like I can tell you right now, the spaghetti bolognese recipe that is in your family, you've been eating mm-hmm. it. Lockdown. <laughs> like, um, That's so um, true. I love that you chose that 
specific one. It's so true. <laughs> everyone has a spag ball, Roxanne. Everyone, everyone's family has one. <laughs> so true. So before I say goodbye to you, which I really don't want to do, but I've already run over. I know. Um, what is happening with Roxanne Hayward? Ward, Hayward. You see, I can't say it in South African anymore. Just um, say Roxanne Hayward. It's all good. <laughs> like what is in the pipeline? Um, yeah, so good question. I can't believe we're already nearly there. It's insane. Um, so things that are in the pipeline for me, the with regards to the acting side, I mean, there's still a lot of confusion here in LA. Things are open and they're not open. Then the whole of LA, LA is closed, except for the film industry, but maybe not. So we'll see what's happening there. We'll continue to work towards things and um, see what productions come back. I mean, I had some really cool jobs booked that all got cancelled. So we'll see <laughs> if any of those come back into existence. Um, but the other side that I'm really excited about is um, my continuing continued involvement in the app together um, and using that as a platform and a tool to kind of continue connecting with people um, and then incorporating that into my health and wellness side and when I say health and wellness I don't just mean nutrition like yes nutrition but it's more than the nutrition on our plate it's also the nutrition in our lives like life's nutrients you know the things that nourish us off of the plate. So relationships, um, physical activity, our social life, our joy, our, there's so much more to life and to overall health than just what we eat. So, um, so there's, so that brand, I called it the get giver, um, the get giver, Roxanne Hayward, the get giver. And this is actually the first time I'm ever talking about it, which is I really exciting. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And it, it, it links back to like everything that you've said, everything that like I've read about you, like saying, you know, like passing that life, like kindness, thinking of other people, like putting other people first. It links to that, it links to the you effect, it links to together. Um, and it's all about, you know, in life, we get all these things, we get skills, knowledge, information which is great. That's just the beginning. But then to enhance our life and for our life to actually breathe, we actually need to give it to others. Yes. So that's the concept of the get giver. And it's all based around health, nutrition, wellness. And I've, um, I've already started working with a few individuals. Um, it, it's basically a six month program where I work with people for them to kind of discover their why behind wanting to develop their health um, and wellness. Um, and then also, um, working with groups and communities and continuing the self-defense aspect of it, the physical side of it, um, exciting webinars. I've got some, a great lineup for the first three months of 2021 with some really great health and wellness experts. Um, so they'll also be guests on the GetGiver um, platform. Um, so yeah, it all kind of ties in together, together, 2G. T-H-R. <laughs> it has to be holistic. It's not going to work if it's not. Yeah. You know, you can, mm-hmm. you can be the healthiest person food-wise and still consume really toxic things via your phone and your laptop. Exactly. Exactly. You surround yourself with. So as soon as you start, but, but I also think like exactly what you said, it's the baby steps, right? It's yeah. first change a little bit of your diet, then move your body a little bit. Then yeah. maybe look at your friendship group and go, you know, you don't make me feel good. So I'm going to 
and this is going to sound horrible, but I'm going to ghost you from now on. And then, you know, but you've got to start looking after number one and you are number one. So Mm. I think, I definitely think we all need to download the app. I will link it um, in the article. Um, I'll also link the podcast in the article. And where can we follow you? Because I feel like you are going to inspire us in 2021. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Really, thank you. I mean, I just, I can't thank you enough just for like chatting to me today about all this and just for all like your excitement on all the different topics and it's just amazing. Like it's this concept of like synchronicity. Like you, mm-hmm. I really believe it. Like you come across certain people exactly when you need to come across them. And like this conversation today, I, it's, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to like listen to all these, <laughs> to listen to my existential crisis. What's come out of it. Clayton, Clayton. Hi Clayton. I love you. He's going to be so mad at us yeah. because we've hardly spoken about TV or, or film or theater. Yeah. No, it's all, but you know what that means? That means that you have to come back. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have to have another conversation. We, we really do. Even if it's off air, just because I think you're amazing. Um, so, <laughs> so if anyone wants to um, keep in touch, follow, connect, I really mean that it's not just like a follow and like, Hey, and I'm like, Oh good. I got another follower. Like I want to start the conversation. I'd love to continue these kind of conversations with more people. So if anyone wants to do that, they can um, follow. If your interest is more in like the, the film side, the acting side, that would be my, my account, Roxanne Hayward, R O X A N E H A Y W A R D. That's on Instagram and Facebook. And then, um, if your interest is more in health and wellness and um, development of yourself as well as your relationship with others, then I would suggest um, following the Get Giver, and that is the Get Giver. And <laughs> no, no tricky spelling there. And that's on Facebook and on Instagram. I love this, Roxanne. Thank you. Yes, for your thank time. you. I really, really enjoyed this, and I'm very serious. You have to come back. Um, I'll give you December off and then early January. <laughs> in 2021, it's crazy. Yes, the good year. It's going to be an, an amazing year. And I'm going to call it now. And I don't care about the naysayers who are going, shh, rather the devil you know. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I agree with you. It is. It is. It's good. We're going to do it. So thank you. Thank you. And I can't wait to chat again. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Danny. <laughs>